Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 759, recorded live on April 22nd, 2023. And here are your hosts. The man who notified me about the Starship launch on Thursday, Dave Play. Hello, hello. And the man who was luckily almost home when I got the text. Andy Lowe, hi. I didn't. I was driving into work. (laughs) Ah, I had just dropped (laughs) Megan off at uh, daycare and I was coming home and. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, hey, launch in 10 minutes. And I'm looking down going, oh, thank God. (laughs) I glance over my GPS. I'm like, yes, it's not going to take me 10 minutes to get home. Well, so I was leaving the house at like T minus 14 or something, which is exactly the time that like I would be getting into the parking ramp and losing signal. (laughs) And so... And then I'm driving home and I've got the audio on and I'm listening and they're like, oh, we, we paused at T minus 40. And I'm like, well, shit, like, but maybe, but no, like, I don't know. I'm probably going to miss it. Uh, and I was, I missed about, I was about two seconds, not two seconds, two minutes behind, not even two minutes behind. I think I was like 30 seconds behind for like, here's the launch to what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh they launched. I mean, do we want to talk about that? That seems like we're jumping into a topic. Well, it was it was my intro. I'm sorry. There's after 759 episodes, sometimes the intros are hard to come up with. Especially <laughs> so where I go there heavy. like, shoot, did I do that joke before? You don't have a, a record of all of the jokes? No, I don't. Which, you know, at least for the episode title, I can at least, you know, control F. And then just search and go, oh, I've done that joke before. I need a new episode title. Okay, can I riff on that one? Uh, What about this one? Nope. Okay, we haven't done that one yet. Okay. So at least I can control F the text. I can't control F the audio. You know, I'm I'm not that sophisticated yet. Not really, right? Like we could we could put this into a text to speech software and save off. I wonder how hard that would be. To integrate text to speech and then save off the audio, the file, like the text file. The other problem is, though, the fact that normally when I'm giving the intro, there's a music bed underneath. Yes. So that would may or may not. I might throw it off. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Oh, believe me, I know that there's a music intro because I've been working on the website remake. <laughs> and for the last two weeks, two weeks, I have been struggling with this one part of it, which is that I could get the audio file and I could get the audio player to load. But when you switched episodes, it wouldn't switch the audio player to the new episode. And I'm like, I was struggling to figure out why it was caching the one it was on and how I could like tell it to refresh the cache. And oh, I don't oh, know what bad. to tell you on that one. You have you it was, it gone, was so bad. You have gone beyond yeah. my HTML. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it was very annoying. Yeah, it was. F- <laughs> my my coding is very specific, <laughs> and it is. Um, I have not done it in a while, so. Uh huh. <clears throat> Last thing I coded was uh, some Windows command line scripts to use wgit and uh, ffmpeg. Mm-hmm. Because, to do what? Um, well, uh, downloaded uh, a file from somebody of this episode, one of our syndicated episodes, except it was one big file, even though we wanted to break it up into smaller chunks. So I used, um, what was it? I used something that also called FFmpeg in. So wget downloaded it automatically mp3 split that's what it was it was a program called mp3 split which would actually take the mp3 file and it would actually look for audio gaps Mm -hmm. and the audio gaps it would actually realize where the silence was in the mp3 file and actually chunk it into the individual segments how silent did the silence have to be like was it literally zero um this one was literally zero but you could actually set a noise gate on your interesting yes it was a great little piece of software that one of the other broadcast engineers uh, showed me how to do. Um, 
So I downloaded the one big file, I chunked it, and then I had to convert it from a variable bitrate variable bitrate MP3 file to a constant bitrate MP3 file because our automation system is very particular about its MP3 ingestion. And so the um if if the MP3 file is not correct, um it would basically choke on it. Ooh. Um and since the automation software was based in Java, it was basically a stack of single instances. So there was no yeah. real multi-threading going on. Yeah. Um so if you got choked on one piece, everything queued up behind it would just sit there. Oops. So you would have to manually go into the automation software. You would have to literally basically crash the whole thing, find that one MP3 file that it was stuck on, remove it, literally delete it. So when it when it starts back up again, it doesn't go back to that same file and go, okay, I, this is where I left off. Let me ingest this file again and then choke a second time. Um, so yes, I, I switched from variable bitrate to constant bitrate MP3 files. And then through that, add our automation system to ingest it. I see. Yes, it was it was something I wrote that um, a couple of the other guys, you know, would contact me later, going, "Hey, can you? Uh... How did you do this? Yes. Well, especially since you we do used this to for us. Well, there was a piece of software that the company was using called Radio Spider, which did a lot of the FTP stuff, website stuff, you know, downloading, renaming, converting, all that other stuff there. Um, and I think they got bought by somebody else. And so when I went to go transfer the license from computer to computer, the, um, they were asking for our license key, which heck if I know where that was. Right. So they're like, oh, well, you're going to have to pay for a new license then for all of your stations. And it was like something like 200 bucks a station. And I'm just like, no, God. You're like, no, no, we're not doing that. No, I, I went to Tyson and I'm like, look, give me, you know, give me two days to write up some stuff. And, you know, two days would just be, you know, one stations thing there. And I think I could write enough scripts that I can, you know, take this and run with it. And that's basically what I did. It was one of those things where it's like, yeah, we didn't, you know, we could have paid the money for the software, but I didn't, I didn't want to. You have enough knowledge. You have enough know-how. Mm-hmm. You could figure it out. Mm -hmm. It helped out a bunch too, because we had some other software that we brought in that, um, of course you're, you're not there anymore. No. So, but the software is, if, if your script ever dies, they're screwed. Actually, no, because Paul, who was doing it over the last couple of years, um, I sat him down and I said, okay, here are the, here are these scripts. And here's why yes. they do what they do. Yes. And I, it's like I have a folder on there that has literally every single script that I had written. All of the, Good. you know, all of the bat files. Good for with, you. With, you know, everything there. So it's like, if he, if he looks at something and goes, okay, what would this one be like? Oh, I think this would be, you know, similar to the, the Snow Patrol download. So let me grab that script and then modify it to the new, you know, new FTP yeah. sites, new whatever. And then... It was just a bunch of just just drag and drop sort of stuff. So that's good. Yeah, I have a couple things that I've done for work um, when I was a trainer there. That now that I'm a developer uh, on the team that owns the stuff that I was messing with, I kind of wish I hadn't done. <laughs> I did some quality of life improvements for the stuff that I used in the way that I used it, and then other people saw it and they said, "Oh my god, that's like that makes things." better and easier. Can we have that? And I'm like, sure. And it's all like browser plugins. Um, but now that I'm on the development side, when the when those things break, they reach out to me and they're like, can you fix this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I can, but I shouldn't. We should fix it at the source. Yep. Nope. I, uh, I'm washing my hands on that. I've only gotten... I've gotten two text messages and one phone call so far. So, which the phone call was ridiculous because he was outside of the transmitter building and he's like, where's the spare key? And I'm like, there is none. Like the key for that building is on my key ring in Kalamazoo and you are up in Holland. Oops. So in order for you to get into that building, you need to call somebody down in Kalamazoo who will come up with the key. 
they're, they're like, yeah, is there a speak, spare key here? I'm looking under the mat and there's no key here. I'm like, why would I put the spare key under the mat if there was one? Because <laughs> that's what everyone does, Andy. God. <clears throat> no, that was Brent. Yeah, yeah, it does check out, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, no, it was just, it's like, I need to get into the building. Where's the spare key? I'm like, no, there is no spare key. <laughs> There's a key. It is in Kalamazoo. Yes, on my key ring. Not your key ring. No, but on the engineer's key ring, there is a key to yeah. that building, yes. Yeah. But outside of that, it was um, it was interesting. It was with the transmitter that I was waiting for actually got delivered a week earlier than anybody expected. So that was uh, that was interesting to hear the play-by-play on that one when they're all trying to figure out where this thing is supposed to go and how they're supposed to get it in the building. Not your problem. Nope. <laughs> Not your problem. Nope. So it's been fun watching things from afar going, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, remote control units still has my number in it, though. <clears throat> so I have uh, blocked that number on my phone. So that's... Yeah? That, yep. All right. I don't want it calling me. So I just... I'm like, nope. I don't have the master control stuff for that one anymore. I'd have to look it up on the list and I don't have the list anymore. So I'm just going to block the number. Sooner or later, somebody will figure it out. (laughs) So, yes. So, should we actually get back on two topics? Sure. So, yes. Starship launch. Yes. It was supposed to launch on Monday, as we had talked about. But there was a frozen valve, I think. So, they weren't able to get the pressure correct for the launch. So, they scrubbed the Monday launch. But of course, Elon Musk got his wish and they launched on 420 and the memes were abound. Yeah, I mean, of course it was. And like, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, it um, it launched and lasted for what, four minutes? Uh, Was it that long? Sounds about right. I think it was about four minutes. It went up. It went up. It went up. They started to turn it to do the separation for stage two and it kept turning (laughs) and kept turning and kept turning and eventually was pointed the other way and eventually was pointed with the pointy end down and the flamey end up and then it righted itself and then they did the flight termination yes so it went boom it went very very big boom but um, this was basically, it still was a success, though, because it actually got up into the air. So, yes, it did not, it was not a nominal launch, but it did, they did actually clear the tower, which... Well, okay, so, I mean, they were saying, like, no matter what, this is a successful launch because it's a test, right? Yes. The thing could have exploded on the pad. Which would have been like, well, we learned something. <laughs> that would have been very bad. That would have been really bad. Um, Did you have you seen the the pictures of the pad after the launch? Yes. Well, so that's that is in fact what I, I watched um, Scott Manley and I oh, watched yes. his recap of it, and he's pointing out like this is probably why it failed. Like there was so much damage to the pad because there was just so much force from those rockets that debris was probably kicked up into the rockets. And like immediately at liftoff, it was already down by two. Yes. I think three, actually. And like by the time it failed, like eight rockets were out. Which is that they were thinking that was probably because it was some of the center ones were actually out as well. And those are the ones mm-hmm. that can actually gimbal to help it move. Yep. So if you had damage to the actual gimbling engines, that's not great. Right. So, you know, not great. No, but yes, but, no, they're yes, def- they definitely need to fix fix the launch pad. They definitely need a flame trench of some kind. Yeah, it's going to be rough given their location. Yes, cuz they're 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 basically I think at sea level, so their Big, water like, table the, there. The water table is like 10 feet below the ground. Yeah, the ocean basically water table. Yeah. So it's uh <clears throat> It's, so I'm, it, I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do other than not launch from Boca Chica. Like, Well, they um, 
if you look at the um, the like 39A and you look at some of the Apollo launch pads, because if you think about it, Florida itself is also basically at sea level, especially out yeah. at, you know, Kennedy, Cape, Cape Canaveral. Kennedy. Yeah. Where it's literally at sea level because it's next to the sea. Yes. So if you if you look at those, the the launch pads are actually built up on a mound. Like they actually they built a huge earthen they they built their own hill for the launch structure just so they could have room underneath for the uh, flame trench. So they didn't dig down for the flame trench. They literally built up, which is actually kind of funny. That's why. Um, Disneyland versus Disney World. The um oh that ride with the ghosts. Oh, ride with the ghosts. You're asking the wrong guy. Haunted Mansion, the Haunted Mansion ride. Okay. Um there is a section of basically the pre-ride on the Haunted Mansion where you're supposed to shrink, quote unquote. And when they originally did it in California, they actually, the floor that you were all standing on actually goes down. So you get the feeling of falling because you're actually falling. Yes. And you're, you're, you know, you, you're feeling like you're getting smaller because everything around you is actually starting to get farther away from you and you actually get longer. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that in Florida because they couldn't actually have the, the ride go down. Because they, they couldn't dig down. Yes. So they actually had to, if I remember correctly, they had to re-engineer that section of the Haunted Mansion ride in order to figure out how to get the same effect without having everybody go down. So I think they actually had the whole like part of the building go up while you stayed in the same spot. It's it's just one of those weird things, but that's what they had to do because they, you can't go down, you can only go up. But hmm. I mean, for goodness sakes, they probably already have... Do do the next do the other boosters and starships have um have Raptor engines already or no? I don't know. I think they do because I think they've got like a lineup of several more boosters and ships ready to go. God, there was although there... if they're going to get clearance is a totally different question. Well, the it, it was an explosion. So the FAA, it's standard practice to just ground everything until they do a full postmortem. Yep. Come up with, I mean, they're they're going to have to come up with um something for for the ground, right? Whether yes. it's yep, maybe. Uh, the, but the problem is, Andy, with lifting it up, is it's supposed to catch the damn thing when it comes back down? Yep. So unless you're lifting, like, I suppose you could raise the entire platform up, but then, like, I don't know, are they going to be, well, even that, like, it's not even that it's supposed to catch it. This is the thing they want to send to a different planet, right? Yes. Although I guess the second stage, or the first stage wouldn't go to the other planet. The first stage would have to stay here. Unless we're building first stages on other planets. No, this would just be the... um... Was it six? I think just six engines on the second stage. I think it's just three. Hold on. I have to find it. I was trying to hunt down. There was somebody on Reddit was mm-hmm. actually keeping track of all the boosters and all the um, all, yeah, all the boosters, all the Raptor engines, everything that was going in and out of Boca Chica. They were actually keeping track of it. And they had like a whole list of um, SN numbers and BN numbers of everything. And I was hoping they still had that and I can't find it. And of course, everything right now on SpaceX, any sort of SpaceX Reddit is all about Starship. So yeah, everything. I mean, everything's going to be about it for a while. Yeah. So no, that page doesn't work anymore. So I don't know. Um, see Starship stage. Okay. Super heavy second stage starship diameter propellant powered by three Raptor engines and three vacuum Raptor engines. Ah. So we were both had this conversation before about vacuum Raptor engines. Yes. And about like just how weird it is to have, but like it makes sense. Engines working in vacuum are going to look very different than engines working in atmosphere. Yeah. And they're, they're designed very different as well. I presume gravity also, like between the vacuum and the atmosphere ones. Like with the atmosphere ones, you can kind of assume gravity is still a thing. 
Well, they could also, you know, well, yeah, if they're not moving, then they'd have to not. But if there, there should be some quote unquote gravity if the rocket ship is actually moving in a direction. If it is accelerating. Yes. In a direction. Very different than moving in a direction. Yeah. No, I still can't find that list. Hmm. So yeah, they, they supposedly have, I think, three of them on site and they're up to building a Raptor engine a day. That's that's insane. <laughs> the fact that they can build a rocket engine in a day. Is it is it actually being built in a day or is it just like they have so many in production? I think they have so many in production that they okay. can churn one out every day. Okay. We're yeah, cuz like raw material to raptor engine in a day is a little extreme. Yes, that would be very extreme, but the just the they've got the, they've got the production line set up, so and just in case you know anybody was wondering, the NASA administrator said that uh, this was the quote in his statement: "Every great achievement throughout history has demanded some level of calculated risk because with great risk comes great reward." I am looking forward to all that SpaceX learns to the next flight test and beyond. Yay! So NASA seems okay with how it all went. So yeah, well, I mean, in part because NASA didn't just lose. A however many million dollar rocket. Yep. God, I wonder could you, what, what that costs. Oh, how much how much money literally went up in smoke? Yep. Ten million dollars. Nope, that's the estimated cost in a two to three year span. I want to know how much did that one cost. Oh, Okay, but that's not the right number either. Ah, there's no good way to come up with a cost. No, it's it's such a one-off. Yeah. Estimated oh, man, could, 2 to $3 billion have been sunk into the project, but that's everything, right? Yeah. I want to know the monetary value of the thing that just exploded. I also want to know how far away you could hear the boom of the explosion. When the flight termination system kicked in, how far away could you hear that explosion? Well, let's see. It was up at, what, 40 kilometers up in the air? Mm-hmm. I feel like you would hear the launch a lot more than you would the flight termination. 40 kilometers is a long way, but it's also a really big boom. Andy, so much of the, the like, propellant, because all of the stage two propellant was in there, mm-hmm. right? So it's the yes. equivalent of the stage two rocket exploding, which has happened. Yes, it has. That's true. Remember that, like, debris hit the camera? I mean, we're not talking, like, Lebanon uh, warehouse explosion level of sound. No, that was, oh boy. That was that was intense. Have you seen the video about the, um, oh god, what was it called? What's it called? What's it called? Shit, shit, shit. Forensics. The the video forensics that they did on it. Oh, what the explosion in Lebanon? Yeah. <clears throat> Forensic architecture. This this firm like analyzed and modeled from all of the images that were taken of it and synced up the time from all of the images taken of it. Oh. So they were able to create an accurate 3D model of the explosion. That's crazy. Well, it's it's sort of like what they did with the um the Boston Marathon bombers. Mhm. Cuz everybody was out there, you know, and everyone was recording it. Yep. So they just they just took it all that man, could you just imagine having to deal with all that data and all that metadata trying to get everything you know, working together. And then, of course, you know, it's it's an active investigation, so you got to figure right. out. All right, I'm adding it as a link because it's just incredible to see the, the science and the technology. Well, do we want to uh, move on to some other topics? Sure. Speaking of updates from last week, the uh, no surprise... The Sega Rovio um, acquisition acquisition deal yes um, was officially announced. Mm-hmm. Not in the billion dollar range, though. This the one sub billion. Mm-hmm. That's only because the value of the euro has fallen. 
Uh, they have they Sega has announced it is set to buy Rovio for seven hundred and seventy six million dollars. I still don't get why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of all the companies to go out there and buy, why Rovio? What are they trying to get from this? I was going to say because could, they could be looking at a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but oh wait, they already did that. They did, and it was quite successful. They I made know. a sequel. Yeah. Which was also successful. So it's either they think they can do something with the Angry Birds IP or somebody at Rovio has an expertise to do something with Sonic. Or they, they like, yeah, Angry Birds Sonic the Hedgehog. Angry Birds with Sega properties. What other things does Sega still own? I don't List of Sega video game franchises. Seventh Dragon, Afterburner, Alex Kidd, Alien Syndrome, Altered Beast was a good game. Uh, Nope, Golden Axe. I I just don't know why they want Angry Birds. Well, let's see. Okay, so the the Total War. They want to make an Angry Birds arcade machine. (laughs) But, like, anything that I can think of like that, like why not just license Angry Birds? It would have been infinitely cheaper to just license the damn thing than to buy the company that owns it. Well, Rovio's CEO, in his talk, in his statement about this, talks about, okay, joining Rovio has been an honor, and I am proud to have seen Angry Birds continue to grow as really released new games, series, and films. Less known but equally impressive is our industry-leading proprietary technology platform, Beacon, which is their um, their games-as-a-service type of live platform software. So maybe they're, maybe they're going for Beacon, and Angry Birds is just a perk? But, like... Come on, you, you think Sega can't come up with a better games platform? No, I don't know. I just, I don't get this. You are not the only one, though, because I, I was trying to read around, and everybody else is like, it's once again, was like, why? Well, most of everyone is like, Sega's still a thing? <laughs> yes, Sega's still a thing, mostly. I... Well, this is, it's interesting though because this was actually their second offer. They were there was originally what was the name of the other company that wanted to buy Rovio or Rovio wanted to sell? Who was it? Playtica. Playtica. Oh, do not remember. Playtica is an Israeli-based digital entertainment company specializing in the development and publication of mobile games, which their top games are Bingo Blitz, Slots Mania, Caesar Slots, and Poker Heat. So maybe they maybe they turned down this one because it didn't seem like a good fit. Sega heard that you know they were willing to sell and thought, hey, we could do something. Maybe, but like I. I don't know. It all seems very weird to me. Yep. Um, another merger, which is not as big or well-known, um, Dovetail Games, mm-hmm. which does the train simulator games. It's a it, rather niche market. Yes. They're getting picked up by Focus Entertainment. Focus Entertainment is the publisher of such games as Farming Simulator. So and Train Simulator and farming simulator yes it's one of those things where it's like i thought they were the same team (laughs) (laughs) Ah, see this is a merger that makes sense (laughs) yes the guy who you know the the company that publishes um pro cycling manager track mania war game city life cities xl and farming simulator has picked up the guys who make train simulator and it's just like oh well this is this is a perfect sense for this one. Yeah. This this is a merger that I, yes, okay, I get this one. Am I going to play either Farming Simulator or, tra- oh, do I have, I think I do have Train Simulator, actually. I think I bought it and I installed it back when right. Isaac was interested in trains. Is Isaac no longer interested in trains? No, he's interested in Minecraft right now. Ooh. I know, which I, I still have- need. Go ahead. I was just saying, I still need to see about how to 
because he doesn't actually we don't have minecraft here we have planet of cubes is what he has on his kindle of fire <laughs> you know you know the meme about like mom can we have x no we have x at home Mm-hmm. that's your minecraft at home yeah no i it, it you look at it and you're like oh this this looks very similar but it's not is there a reason you don't have minecraft well it's not on his um I don't think Minecraft is on the Amazon App Store. Probably not. Okay, let's see. Where can I get Minecraft at? Minecraft.com? Yeah, I... I thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me, Andy. You ask a question. Okay, so Minecraft. How do I... How it works. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so Xbox. How do you... Where's the list of all the platforms it's available on oh computer mobile console or others yeah it's just on the play store so literally you could just go on the play store and download oh but it's the amazon you'd have to sideload the play store which i've actually already done which mine right oh my Wait, god no, it says right here pick a device amazon fire what where minecraft for kindle fire oh nope that's the wrong link that's a YouTube link. That does not help. That, that's the same YouTube link that I sent you before. But there you go. Minecraft on the Kindle Fire. Seven bucks. Cross-platform play. All right. Hold on. You see, because I think the, the kids are actually under Kate. So really, the the image for that link on Telegram is just a creeper face? Yep. Okay, let's see. Yes, I'd like to do this. Deliver to... Oh, I could actually deliver it to the tablet. RA podcast where you listen to Andy shop for games. <laughs> oh. Well, his birthday's coming up. I'll see if I can get it everything set up by that. <clears throat> I'll probably be super excited if he gets that for his birthday. So where was I going with how did we get to, to oh yeah, the train simulator. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it seems I have Train Simulator on my computer because, yes, Isaac at one point was interested in trains. Megan right now is actually the one who's really interested in the vehicles. Interesting. Yeah, she was, uh, I'm literally staring at Marshall in his fire truck, Rubble in his bulldozer. There's another fire truck and a couple couple of trains over here, too. I think she was going around earlier today just going choo-choo, choo-choo. Time for a trip to Henry Ford. God, I haven't been to Henry Ford in I'm trying to think. The last time I was actually in the Henry Ford for an IMAX movie. Yes, it was. You're right. Yeah. The uh, either the second Matrix movie we saw. I saw the second Matrix movie there. I saw Robots there with you. Oh yeah, we saw the Superman movie there too. So I've seen uh, three movies there. I wonder if it's still an actual official IMAX there if they got if they downsized their screen. Granted trying to find the actual, you know, real IMAX venues versus the fake IMAX. Faux IMAX. Yep. IMAX with laser locations now. Nope, it just lists the Michigan Science Center. Is the Henry Ford no longer a fifteen seventy? Hmm. Anyway. Yes. What else Sorry. to talk about? Uh, Mike Lindell. <laughs> There's a name I didn't think I'd say on this podcast. So, yep, he uh, decided to hold a contest where he said, prove me wrong and win $5 million. And people said, are you serious? And he said, yes. He said, anyone who can show that I'm incorrect wins $500. Not $500, $5 million. Yes. Well, somebody entered the contest, an electrical engineer, an inventor. Um, Almost immediately, right? Like, yeah. there was no time between the announcement and the, like, yep. So, yes, he Lindell claimed he possessed a great deal of data during the captured during the election <laughs> and that, you know, these were interference and digital blah, blah, blahs and all that other fun stuff. He got proven wrong. Um, guy proved him wrong. Yeah, he received and analyzed 11 files during the contest. He wrote and presented a 15-page report explaining his conclusion that the data Lindell provides and represents reflects information from the November 2020 election unequivocally does not contain packet data of any kind and does not contain information related to the November 2020 election. So, um, no surprise, Lindell did not want to pay out. So, um, this guy 
took him to court um, and it somehow ended up in arbitration and the arbitration panel unanimously yeah unanimously decided that um he proved Lindell has to pay yeah so it um Lindell's like oh I'm gonna take this to court which uh the guy's lawyer kind of pointed out um you can't really appeal the arbitration ruling you could go to court saying we're gonna go to arbitration arbitration doesn't get away we're gonna go to court court get, like you can't because you went to arbitration but even if you did court's like rule his way go go to arbitration <laughs> you could technically okay so the, the washington post says that lindell could ask a federal court to quash it on the basis that it represented a manifest injustice but the statutory grounds for such a claim are narrow and is extremely rare for such a claim to succeed so th- technically there is a way, but most likely it's not going to go his way. No. God. The question though is how much money does he have? I'm just curious. He's got, somebody's got to list his net worth, right? For my pillow? Yeah. I don't know. They somehow seem to be selling quite well, even though they're supposed to be friggin' awful. Uh, let's see. Net worth, supposedly around, uh, some people say 50 million. His annual income is over $32 million. Okay. So, yes, unfortunately, this will be a drop in the bucket for him. But that's also the same thing with um, the Fox and Dominion. I'm so salty about that. Just to just, like be clear, I'm very salty that Dominion settled. I was hoping that they were in this for the long haul and that it was more of a moral thing than a financial thing. I did hear one of their lawyers on NPR who was like, look, like it, it was because this was civil, right? This was a civil court. Yes. And so he was like, look, there's only so much that we could like actually do with a civil court. It's not like we could have court orders that they do certain things. But like you could have fought to do a settlement that included those things. Yeah, I don't know, which is one of those things that's like, oh my gosh, $787 million. And I'm like, um, if I remember correctly- There's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, Fox, if I remember correctly- seeing Rupert Murdoch testify- And most likely perjure himself on the stand? Oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't perjure himself. None of them would perjure themselves. Because they know that Fox won't cover it, so their their viewers won't see it. Yeah, it's true. None of them would have perjured themselves. They would have either pled the fifth, which I'm not sure you can in that sort of case. Like, I guess the right for self-incrimination. Or they would have just told the truth and it would have been court record. Yeah, it's just too sad that it didn't go. Granted, we still have um, Smartmatic is also sued Fox as well. They'll settle. Yeah, that's not probably not surprised on that one. No. It's unfortunate, but that's that's where it's going to be. They'll settle. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of settlements, though, the um, website is up for the Facebook Cambridge Analytical or Analytica. Analytica. Yes, Cambridge Analytica class action settlement. Hmm. So I was part of Facebook at the time. Yes. So anybody who is listening, you have until August to claim a share of the $725 million class action lawsuit against Facebook. How much am I going to get for this? Well, it depends. <laughs> on? It, it depends on how many users submit claims and how long each user maintained a Facebook account. Yeah. So Facebook is going to pay $725 million no matter what. The question is, how much are you going to get? It depends. Yeah. But you are entitled to a Some share of this. Yes, you are entitled to some share of this if you had a Facebook account between May 2007 and December 2022. I I did. Between 2007 and 2022? Yeah, no, I had a Facebook account. So, like, we're going to get a penny. (laughs) How many Facebook accounts? Uh, Like, oh, my God. There's there's so many, Andy. There are so many. This is insane. Like, do you get basically a point per day? Is that how that works? And then everybody adds up the points and we divide it all by 725 million? But it doesn't ask you when you started your Facebook account. Oh, they probably know when your Facebook account is, right? I suppose, yeah. What if I had multiple Facebook accounts? I don't know. 
I swear I've actually submitted something about this way back when. Let me check. Nope. No messages match your search. Okay. Ah, you may only submit one claim form. Okay. You have until August 25th to submit a claim form for the Facebook lawsuit. I swear I have something on my... Those are PDFs. Oh, there's my Equifax settlement. (laughs) That's... Did you get all $4? Something like that. I swear I had something on here that was Facebook, unless that was on my work laptop, which if it is, it's somewhere in my Google Drive. This site looks like such a scam. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, it looks like it's a scam. Is there a way to check that this is not a scam? (laughs) Well, there is the official case number. Yeah, but I can put that on a website, too. (laughs) Yes, I know, but you could also go to the uscourts.gov page and actually look up the case number. And it it will have the website? Okay, I've I've got both NBC and CBS pointing to the same website. Or maybe not. Oh, yep, there it is. Facebook user privacy... Facebook user privacy settlement dot com. (laughs) I have two different news sources pointing to the same website. Yes. I will accept that as this is either the greatest scam in the world or it's legit. I mean, it is Facebook. So both? (laughs) Uh, Other news about the internet. What do you got? Imger? Imager? Oh, Imger? I've always pronounced it Imger. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. I always assumed that this was actually a Reddit page. And then I found out it was actually separate. It is indeed separate. Because anytime I had to load up a image to Reddit, I just went through... Imager. Imager. Imager? Okay. Imager. The the pronunciation, according to their website, is Imager. So Imager. imager. Okay. Oh, that's bullshit. What? It comes from your, like you are, your image. So it's imager, I-M-G, the like the file extension for an yep. image, and U-R for your. I dislike. Unsubscribe. <laughs> so what's going on with this? Um, imager has decided that they don't want to be the internet's archive for images anymore. And that images that have been on their site for X amount of years that is still like unused or... Uh, the user who submitted them never created an account because you could have just upload images anonymously uh, or images where like they had an account, but they haven't logged in in X amount of time. And also all not safe for work images are being deleted. Oh, so they're pulling a Tumblr. They're pulling a Tumblr. Gotcha. Okay. Which that I think... How long did that last for Tumblr? Was what, two years? I mean, isn't Tumblr still banned for? No, they, uh, they're they no longer... They locked it back? Yeah, it's, I think it's all community stuff now. Hold on, there's, it's in the article here. Yeah, Tumblr um, label. Uh, users can now label content as mature or having sexual themes. Um, technically, they're, uh, I think, sexually explicit images are still banned on Tumblr. But they're relying on the users to police themselves yeah well too bad for shooting yourself in the foot yep gg tumblr and now imager is doing the same thing and it's really sad because like imagers built up this reputation for not deleting images yeah they're just always there and they're always on the same website you could have the same url so it's and now all so you as you said like being part of reddit because Reddit automatically just uploaded the imager for you. Yeah. So all of those old Reddit posts, the images will be gone. A bunch of forums did the same thing. So now you're going to have millions, if not literally billions of forum threads and forum posts where it references an image and that image will not be there. You know, it's going to be the like, oh, I have a solution for you. Take a look at this screenshot. And there will be nothing there. And there will be nothing there. <sighs> this is pro- well who who actually owns imager hold on let's see 
think they own themselves. No, which was acquired by multi-brand holding company Media Lab AI Incorporated in 2021. So it looks like their corporate daddy got upset. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. This is this is another dumb like god damn it. Yes, there's a lot of porn on Imager. Yes. There's a lot of porn on Imager. Yes, there's also a lot of highly unethical things on Imager. But going fucking scorched earth is not the way to do this. Okay, so Media Lab, I'm looking at it up here, is a Santa Monica based Santa Monica based firm that uh kick Whisper, Genius, and World Star Hip Hop. I don't know what any of those things are. I have not heard of any of those either. If those are your your top level, that's, uh, yeah. (sighs) This is going to be problematic because I will be on like the auto hotkey forum and I'm sure there will be things posted there that just aren't there anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. There's probably links on our website that point to Imager. Probably. So one thing that I you, I both loved and hated when we did the um, we did the the yearly in review, mm-hmm. where I would just open up all the tabs on every episode and just see how many of them are dead were. links. Yep. It's like yes, that used to work. That does not work anymore. Nope. Wow, we have a lot of links on our webpage. Yes, we do. We have what are what are we up to? These are twelve thousand seventy eight. <laughs> well, we do have seven hundred episodes, and so far I've been averaging twelve to thirteen links per episode. So not surprised. Yep. I'm loading the secret page that lists all of the links. Oh man, that's take a, it a moment. Yes, it will. Heck, it takes a while for our RSS feed page to pop up. Well, that's because our RSS is huge. Yes, it is. <laughs> ah, the days when we would allow anonymous links. Mm-hmm. That's long gone. Right. So, is there anything else that you want to talk about, or should we hit the randoms? One. We have one imager link. <laughs> Are we at the randoms already? Yes. Yes, we are. Um, yeah, sure. We can do, we can do, well, let's see. I got to go back to the podcast page, except it's on the link page. So you're going to have to give me a second. Uh, Adobe Firefly for video. Don't care. We talked about Fox and Dominion. Talked about that. Talked about that. Netflix is no longer doing DVDs. I wasn't aware they were doing DVDs. I thought they gave that up years ago. Well, they're giving it up this year. Okay. Uh, Google rushed Bard to release, which, of course, they did. Yep, I I could have told you that after watching their uh, announcement in Paris. <laughs> Please see Sega PlayStation, not Sega, Sony PlayStation Move uh, E3 demo for reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they rushed Bard to release, because, like, they needed to. Yep. Because they got caught with their pants down. Yep. Okay, randoms. I believe it is your review. Yes, my review. I am going to talk about our massage gun. I was trying to find the link on, speaking of dead links, Yeah, I was trying to find the link to ours on Amazon when I had purchased it, uh, but it turns out it is not available anymore. <laughs> so I found a comparable link on Amazon. Okay. So, so it, this isn't exact. You're not doing a review on your specific massage gun. Well, the the link that I have here is the closest one that I could find on Amazon to what I have. Mm. Um, also around the price point that I paid as well. So I it was twenty seven dollars for this thing. I you know I had seen these at Costco because they've been up front. So I'd pass by them every single week that I'm going into Costco to get diapers or whatever else, and I'm like. What's, you know, I've seen these things a lot and I'm like, you know what, let's just, you know, let's go check one of these out. And I think I got it from originally through Woot. So I might've even gotten it less. I think I might've gotten it for 20 maybe. Um, But so in case you're wondering what a massage gun is, is think of it like a handheld jackhammer for your body. (laughs) Doesn't sound like a fun thing, Andy. Well, that was the, I was like, I, I was trying to, you know, I grabbed it because I'm just curious. And then, of course, you know, it comes in this case and I open up this case and it's got all these little like doohickeys to stick on the end of this thing. 
attachments. Like, yes, they have all the attachments that are like there's a ball, there's a wedge, there's a bullet, there's a thumb, there's a flathead, there's a crescent, there's two crescents, there's a fork. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is very complicated. So I just, you know, I first started out with the ball and the flathead because those are your basic ones that you always see. And it, it mm-hmm. yeah, you know, my shoulders were a little sore. So I just, you know, it's, it's kind of like those electric, you know, massager things. But this thing, it just literally very fast. Rams something into your body again yes. and again and again. Yes. Maximum RPM is 3,200. So it's very fast when it's cranked all the way up. 3,200 per minute. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. That That's very different than per second. Uh, what is that per second? 3,200 divided by 60. I mean, it's still 50 times a second. Yes, it is. It's, it, you know, it definitely, you know, was, it almost felt like those, um, the, you know, have you ever tried the massage chairs at the mall sort of thing? Yeah. Sort of like that, where it's like really getting into it. Okay. It's not necessarily the most pleasant thing. No, especially if you, if, if you have something here and you accidentally hit the bone or something. Yeah. At 50 times a second. Yes. Well, it's, you know, and they also, you know, they're like, hey, you know, I was reading up on this. They're like, you know, don't use this on your spine. If you're going to, you know, use the forks, the fork's supposed to like split the spine. And it's, it's one of the things where it's like, I was trying it. I'm like, maybe if I was back in my heyday of running, this would be more into something that I'd be interested in. But, you know, I was, I was just trying to do it for just generic, I'm feeling old pain. And I, I feel like this was slightly overkill. So. I'm, you know, like I said, it came with all these different adapters and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with any of these. So I'm guessing that, you know, if this, if I, this was, you know, if I went to a massage therapist, yeah, massage therapist and they brought this out and used it, it probably would work a lot better than me using it. Than you like sitting there going like, cause some of this, like the fork one that you're supposed to use on your neck and spine, how are you supposed to get it to your spine? That's, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, okay, that maybe. Cause it's like, it's handheld. So like you're in a really awkward position to like hold it against your own spine. Yes. And it's also, this thing is, you know, vibrating a lot. So holding it after a while, your hand starts to get numb and tingly. Okay. So not, not worth it to buy one for yourself. I, I, you know, I've tried it a couple of times. I haven't really noticed anything, which is why, you know, I thought, Hey, 20 bucks, I'll, I'll, I'll bite the bullet on this one for 20 bucks. But, you know, I saw the sharper image ones at Costco that were like 80 bucks and I'm like, "Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Maybe those are better question mark. It, I, I don't know how though. Because it, they're all pretty much designed and built the same way. It's They just have the, the adapters, and they all have all these various adapters, and all the adapters look the same, and they all, you know, have the same motion. So I'm thinking the only thing that would be, the only thing that the more expensive ones would probably do is either a longer battery life, quieter um, noise, or lighter weight. Those are the only things that I could think of that the more expensive ones could possibly be better than this you know 20 buck one Mm. but yeah i have a feeling yeah this oh yeah it's about two pounds too so this thing is like moving around and it's two pounds and it's i just i just i I don't see it and you know like i said maybe somebody else professional could actually do something with this but this one by yourself i i don't wasn't useful yep okay so should we hit the random topic then yes random topic rolled ahead of time what is your favorite star? Um, probably Sol. Sol. <laughs> I don't know which one is the proper pronunciation. Sol. Sol. Probably Sol. It's the Pro- solar system. So Sol. Yeah, that. Yeah, that is. I. Yeah, we kind of. That would have to be our favorite one because if it wasn't around, neither would we be. Right. I mean, there's other ones that are pr- kind of cool, but like. I'm I'm particularly partial to Soul. All right, if there if you're not allowed to pick the sun, what would be your next one then? Uh Sirius, Sirius. The Alpha Canis Majoris. Oh, okay. Yep. It's close 
and it's bright Polaris. Maybe yes, I was going to go with for, mine was Polaris. That just the, the fact that out of pure happenstance, we have a star that basically points exactly north. That you know, question. Just, I, yes. Well, wait. So never mind. No, I answered it already in my head. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, no. Well, because it's it's basically only the North Star on Earth. Yes. Because other planets have a different axial tilt. Yes. And therefore may be pointing to other store, other stars. Yes. The thing is, Andy, like, yeah, it's it's real close to the, the like, to the, the um, axis. But, like, it's not perfectly on it. No, but it's it has been close enough to help with early transportation. Navigation. Yeah, navigation right. and transportation. But... but- like the likelihood of there not being a star in that part of the sky, I feel like is pretty small. Like if I go to Mars, is there an equivalent North Star on Mars? Oh, Earthsky.org. Is there a North Star for Mars? There's no bright North Star and only a modestly bright South Star. But, like, we don't have a South Star. What do they have down in the South? I feel like Cousin would be able to just, oh, yeah, we have There's this. There's the Southern Cross. Yeah. But there isn't a South Star. What did they do? To navigate in the South? Yeah. You learned the constellations. How did navigators work in the Southern Hemisphere? Used another technique for navigating by the stars. Does not have a bright pole star, seafarers can still locate the South Celestial Pole using the Southern Cross. Ah, okay. At latitudes farther south than 35 degrees, Southern Cross can be seen year-round at every hour of the night. No matter the time of the year, Southern Cross reaches its highest point in the night sky when it is pointed due south. <clears throat> oh, fun fact. The, uh... Um, every 26,000 years, Earth's axis rotates in a complete circle. Yes. So... Because we have a, a little procession. Yeah. So in 12,000 years from now, Earth's axis will line up with Vega rather than the North Star. Oh, shit. <laughs> All star charts will be wrong. Well, yes, I have a feeling in... 12,000 years, all star charts will be wrong. That is Fair, fair. There will be a lot of other things that have happened in the sky. Also, you'll be lucky to be able to see the stars in 12,000 years. Yes, because we'll be surrounded by satellites. It'll be like Wally all over again. So, yes, yeah, so, no, the sun, yes, I feel like is the easy answer. My second answer would be Polaris. So, which I guess... Juice? Oh, Beetlejuice is always good. Is that the one that we always see outside Isaac's window? Hold on, let me bring up... Let me bring up... Uh, oh, is is UI Scutai? Is that still the biggest ones we've found, or no? Uh, hang on. Largest star. Yep, UI Scooty. Is it Scooty or Scutai? I don't know. I'm calling it Scooty, because I think that's cute. <laughs> This is the problem is you get these on YouTube videos and people like say things and you're like, well, shoot, is that how it's supposed to be said or are you just assuming? Yeah. It's like the time where uh, Ryan from Ryan's World did a thing on Michigan and he, he's going through and he talked about Mackinac and I'm just like, oh. Oh, oh, that's not how it's pronounced. Oh. I had a friend who thought it was pronounced Mackinac co-worker and i'm like it's mackinac he's like what it's not mackinac island yeah it's not the mackinac bridge mackinac like you're from wisconsin you should know this you should also know that like names are weird pronunciations are weird yeah there was a um random crashing noise around here so oh the hot wheels okay um i guess there's a hot wheels spillage so yeah i'm uh i'm gonna go uh clean that up okay so on that surprising note uh that's a wrap this has been another episode of the random access podcast if you have any questions comments concerns corrections suggestions remarks reviews rebukes retorts or just rants feel free to contact us you can find us on twitter at ra podcast or send us an email 
at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>